When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Close the whistle, and the Canadian crowd gives the women in red a big cheer. In the end, it was a dominant performance from New Zealand. They win this one, 52 points to 21. For the winner by split decision, Adam G will blow the whistle on this game at Combank Stadium. A commanding and resolute response from the Warriors after going down to the Rabbitohs heavily last week at home. They bounce back big time against the Eels. 46 points to 10. Welcome back. Just after 8 o'clock on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Yes, the Warriors clinical on Saturday night night over in Sydney, and they were dominating the Eels, and it was so good to hear the Warriors chant loud and clear through the microphones at an opposition stadium. So good. Keep those messages coming through, double eight, double three. Just quickly, before we get to you, Sammy, and our next guest. Hey, Izzy, what's the maximum amount of games that players in NZ can play in a season, including Super, NPC, and international are some games considered more than others. Cheers, Andy. Andy, it doesn't matter, really. There's no maximum. There's no minimum. It all caters, or well, just comes down to the players, how their bodies are feeling, and they are. Mike Anthony is high performance for New Zealand rugby. He'll make those decisions with a lot of the trainers, but... Reality, it just comes back to, to how your body is feeling. Hope that answers your question, mate. Uh, Sammy Hewitt, 
We've got our next guest, Andrew Webster, the Warriors. What do we got? Yeah, we got Webby on the line, boys, just before we do get to him. Uh, obviously, big win for the Warriors on the Saturday evening over at Combank Stadium. Like you said, Izzy, great to hear the uh, the Warriors chants ringing out throughout the ground. Almost felt like a home game. Uh, they did lo- uh, they did miss three players of the Eels through Clint Gutherson, uh, Mitchell Mossese and uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard. But to me, the uh, the work was done in the middle of the park. When you look at the stats, mm. Adam Fanua Blake ran just shy of 200 metres. Tuu Harris over 170. Mitch Barnett 183. Jackson Ford 203. Dylan Walker, who only played 41 minutes, 130 metres. Contrastly, Junior Paulo, uh, the leader for the Eels with just 144 and only one of two players who ran over 100 metres. Uh, so the, the damage done in the middle of the park, eight tries to two for the Warriors, nearly cracking the 50-point mark for the first time since 2016. We were really holding out for that one. And, of course, Luke Metcalf, the real standout for the Warriors with two tries and two try assists, Kempi. Yes, and we've got Andrew Webster on the line. They sit firmly in the NRL ladder on six points with uh, on in sixth position with 24 points. Webby, thanks for joining us this morning. How did you see the performance on the weekend? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I think whenever you put over 40 points on an opposition, uh, particularly quality side like Parry, you've always got to be happy with it. So I think uh, I think early on we were kind of just missing the execution that we wanted to work on, but I was so pleased with the boys that they found their groove so quickly. And um, I, I was particularly happy how we could defend our our line and then straight away go the other end and score. So, um, yeah, there was lots of like. There's some obviously big milestones on the weekend. You had Egan, SJ, um, Aidan Fanua Blake, and Dylan Walker out there playing some big games along with Luke Metcalf. Uh, how important was it that those boys actually showed up for those uh, milestone players? Yeah, I think we, we spoke about it. You know, we, we don't often try and play with emotion, we try and play with, you know, um, our plan and stay consistent with what we want to do. Um, but we thought, you know, such for such big moral themes, um, you don't often get that in one game. Um, and we, yeah, we just wanted to make sure that if we we're in the sheds after the game, we were celebrating it rather than sitting there with our heads down saying what if. So I thought the boys did a great job to stay composed, but at the same time, uh, make sure their teammates had a great win. Uh, Webby, thanks so much for joining us. What a performance. We had a message come through from Richie on the text machine. He said, Murray and Lairs, question for you, Kempi, and maybe ask Webby as well. Where, where does Tamaiti Martin fit in now with Metcalf having a stellar performance on the weekend? Oh, I think I think that we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, mm. Both very good players. I think Luke's finding his feet every week. He's getting better and better. Um Tamaiti's still got a little way to go with with the healing of his leg. It's probably not healing as as we would have liked, but he'll he'll be back in sort of three to four weeks. Um, so there's a lot of footy to, to go under the bridge between now and then, and we'll cross that cross that when we come to it. But I think the most pleasing thing is we've got two really good options, which is fantastic. Hey Webby, just while we're on that, what about Dylan Walker? What's the update there? Um, at this stage, it's just nerve. We're going to get some more scans. Um, we thought we were worried about it because it was so sore. But, um, we think it was just nerve because straight after the game, it, it settled down really well. He could actually hit his arm quite firmly and it wasn't in pain. So he was just getting some sharp nerve pain at the, at the time, um, which we were worried that it could have been bone. But so after the game, you literally you could press wherever you wanted as hard as you liked and you won't get any dramas out of Dill. So um, we're hoping it's okay. How satisfying was it watching the game when you started going through the middle after your conversation post-game last week about going uh, too wide too early? Yeah, I was really happy. I, I, I thought we stuck at that 
uh, really well. I thought we stuck at the game plan great. I thought uh, our plan was, you know, look, if we if we stayed at the middle for longer, it would it would become very obvious on the edges when it was time to move the football and when to pull the trigger. And um, I thought we we did that really well. Um, and then off the back of that, I thought we executed the plays excellent. So um, yeah, it was it was really pleasing. I, I think I think our forwards and our halves and our particularly Wade Egan made sure we, we stuck at that plan and it was fantastic. Would be the games that you've probably potentially struggled at. The weather hasn't suited. On Saturday it was dry and you're able to play that expensive game. You talk about execution. This weekend you're heading home, Mount Smart, potentially going to be a bit dewy, a bit wet. Does that change anything or will you still allow the players to back their skills with weather permitting? Yeah, so against the Roosters, we, we just hit the ball at one out. Roosters just tightened up their defensive line and went after us, and we, we, we couldn't get out of our own end. Uh, against the South, we, we didn't want to play expansive game, but we wanted to back our ability. Um, and if you look at that night, all our errors that we had were, were fundamental errors. I think we only had one error where we probably overplaying, um, and then we had two errors where we were trying to go around them. So um, we're, that's the bit I was frustrated with um, last week. So, um, yeah, I don't know if there's a... If we have a real wet weather drama, we've had two opportunities at it, and we look, we've lost mm. both times, and we haven't we haven't done it well. So uh, I think we'll be better for those those two experiences and know what we're going to do. But we certainly just can't hit it up one out because we know that doesn't win in wet weather in the NRL. It's, oppositions are just too good. But at the same stage, you, same time, you got to respect the conditions and be smart about it. I think Cody Walker showed us how to play in those conditions, particularly with his kicking game. He just kept turning us around. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes on Wednesday night. Um, we'll be in for New South Wales. Look, you've got a couple of games coming up. The, this one this weekend at home against the Sharks. It's 4pm on Sunday and following week against the Raiders before you go into a bye. Neither teams have really been affected by the origin um, selections. How important then is it with that in mind that uh, as a benchmark, getting these two games going into the, into the bye round? I think well, the the second one, Canberra, um, um, it's an old cliche. Um, we, you know, we don't think about that at this stage. We don't benchmark and go through right periods of the season. We've not, we've never broken it down. Um, I think the challenge this week is huge because I think Cronulla, the way they move the ball and the way they attack your edges is probably the best in the competition. So. Our defence is going to get a workout. We're going to find out just how good we are defensively this weekend. I think that's what I'm excited about. Um, off the back of it, their forward pack, um, you know, are, are very big and strong too. So they, they give themselves an opportunity. But I'm telling you, Kennedy and Hines and Moylan are going to be swinging. Their attack's going to be swinging pretty hard this week. So we've got to make sure we're ready and we know what we're doing there defensively. Okay, hey, just uh, I just want to uh, ask about Tohu Harris because he went off on the weekend too with a, with an ankle injury. Is, did he pull up okay? Yeah, he's fine. He wanted to come back on. He played the last sort of six minutes uh, <laughs> of the game, so he uh, he wouldn't say no for an answer. He kept radioing up. I'm good to go. Let get me on. So, uh, but I, I tried to keep him there as long as I could. But he, he, he started annoying me too much, so I put him back on. Tohu's fine. He just had a little ankle injury. But he's good. 
Mate, Wibby, you, you play really flat at the line. It's something I've been very impressed with this season. Like, Sean Johnson gets out behind that back ball, straightens it up, and then he allows the ball to go to Rocco Berry. And Rocco Berry's passing under pressure, particularly with Adam Pompey on the other side, has been phenomenal this year, mate. Is that something that you're really impressed with and the training that's going on in training? Are you training under pressure, mate? Because it's done with so, it's effortless, it looks. Yeah, mate, we do heat for that. Yeah, we do. We do heaps of like short little catch pass when people were coming out at us. Um, the NRL defence um, system has just changed dramatically over the last sort of five to six years, where um, they're sort of what we call jamming defence, where they're coming outside in to rattle you, and they're trying to land on it. So when you go out the back, they're trying to land on it as you catch it, and not give you the opportunity to pass. So um, we're just trying to make sure if they want to come uh, and jam out of the line, then we can slow down and and hold our skill and, and perform under pressure. So, I mean, we haven't got it right every time, but um, that's what we're trying to achieve, yeah. Yeah. Webby, thanks a lot for joining us on The Breakfast this morning. Uh, all the best when you go, go up against uh, Cronulla on Sunday. Hopefully the All Blacks haven't chewed the field up too much. Uh, enjoy your Monday, <laughs> mate, and we'll talk to you later on the week. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Catch you later. There you go. Andrew Webster. And good to hear... Sammy, after calling the game on Saturday night, that we haven't got too many big major injuries because the major one, as we asked then, as he was uh, Dylan Walker coming off the bench. He made an, another impact when he came on on uh, Saturday night. And I think if we lose him, oh, there's, a, there's a big, uh, well, a big hole to fill. The annoying thing is that obviously you lose guys coming in and out all the time. Like we just want everyone together. You know, at the same time, we want Jazz and Dylan on the bench together. It would, would suck to have Dylan out and then Jazz come back. You know, it's sort of we, we want them both there. So, yeah, good to hear that he's uh, he's back. Really interested to see how the Warriors combat those um, short side plays that the Sharks do. I mean, they they tore apart um, the uh, Tigers on Thursday night with those as well. Where just Nico Hines quickly wraps around the back of the ruck, uh, gets the ball off the hooker, and all of a sudden it's him and, and Britton Nikita on the on the right edge playing a short side, and it just destroys teams. Um, so very interested to see how the Warriors are going to combat that this weekend because, yeah, probably, yeah, definitely the toughest game recently can be given some of these other teams they've played have been heavily depleted. Cronulla, full strength and, and firing at the moment. I think I think Izzy makes a good point, you know, like you get, you, you got to remember too in New South Wales and Sydney they're playing with some decent weather. They're going to come over here and I don't know what the weather's going to be like on this far out, but, you know, argue we can, we can argue that the rain's going to be there. It's going to be wet in the mm. afternoon, and or you know, if we're looking at what's been happening over the last few weeks, so do they go? You know, as I get flamboyant as they have been, Cronulla. But you're dead right. The 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 Hines and the quarter uh, combination. You look at their centres uh, and their wingers that score plenty of tries over the last sort of fortnight. It's 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 what Webby just said. It's a real test for the Warriors' defence. I think the next two weeks are really good indication because they don't have any players out through this origin period of where the Warriors are actually at. Both teams are sitting in the eight, and uh, we come up against them when, in some decent form. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and we've got the phone lines open. 0800-150-811. If you want to talk Warriors, now's your time. John from Auckland wants to do just that. Morning, John. Yeah, morning. Yeah, I'm doing the double this weekend, boys. All Blacks on the Saturday How and good. the Warriors on the Sunday. Bloody, it's yes. going to be marvellous, mate. And um, the long, long-range long forecast looks pretty good, pretty good at the moment. So we might have some dry footy, finally, at Mount Smart Stadium. Well, it had, but, to, um, had to be a little bit drier than la- the last game, don't you think? John, were you at the last one? It was atrocious. Oh, I was, mate. I had to get a new phone. <laughs> My phone got damaged in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, um, just just quickly on Temari Martin, um, it's good to hear that he's coming back into into maybe selection in a few more weeks. Um, he'll probably come through the New South Wales Cup route because of how good Metcalf's been playing. But it's it's just brilliant to hear, you know, all the um, all the different half combinations we have in the Warriors at this time. You know, in the depth that they're creating, even in the centres, you've got Vailea there, you've got um, mm. Ali Lawatiti's um Latoa. Mm. yep. So there's there's plenty of depth going around with the Warriors, and that's pretty good to see. Um, but interesting enough, you know, I, I'm not too sure if you've watched that uh, South game. They were, they had about eight players out, but it just tells you how much um, you know these players are missed when they're at Origin, eh? Because they lost to the Bulldogs. And then this week we've got the Sharks who are going to be pretty tough and Nico Hines has something to prove because he hasn't been chosen since the game one. So, yeah. It's a, but then again, there's another flip side to the coin. You know, if your players play Origin, they come back battle hard and you look at that Cowboys team, mate. You know, when these players go to Origin, they come back, holy hecka. Yeah. And that's Yeah. Yep. No, they're quality. Um, John, we appreciate your call, my friend. And uh, that that's Rabbitohs Bulldogs game. I actually got tipped out. They were paying good money to win that, the Bulldogs. No one would have thought. I think it was about three or four bucks. And they come out and got the job done by four points. We appreciate your call. And just quickly, Kempi, obviously the, the comp conditions play a hell of a lot. And here in Webster, talk about that performance and saying, look, we cannot win it with just one-off runners through them. So they've got to continue to play that expensive game. What would you like to see? They love to play off a lot of width. SJ, I was talking to Webby about that. He goes at the line, throws that late ball out the back, and then that second and third pair of hands is passing under pressure. Do they tighten it up? Do they get even more tight to, to allow less ball in the air time for that defence to get up? Yeah, Can they play a similar game? Yeah, look, I, I think, and I said this to Sammy last week when they were playing against South, they need, to, they need to roll their sleeves up in the middle of the park here. If I was a Ford's coach, especially in, in D and, and O, I would be making sure that you use these next eight rounds to do that. Because when they went to the middle, there was a there was a part there in the first half, it was sort of late in the first half, where Wade Egan decided to get out of dummy half, and then Walker came with him, and then they just started, it wasn't that tackle that they were going through on that play, but the next one they mm. got him. You know, and and you, they were just challenging the middle of the ruck. And Webby's right in saying that you continue to go at the middle of the ruck, the edges will take care of themselves later on, and that's what happened. But I don't think at the moment, you know, and I'm, this is the the question I asked them when they went to the middle, you you challenged them because they went too wide against South to go back to the middle. I don't think they've done that enough yet. And I think over the next eight weeks, they've got to roll their sleeves up and they've got to go and challenge the middle because we've arguably got one of the best middles in the comp. Yeah, hundred percent. But we don't want to be playing, you know, with a with a manager at the back saying, "No, I want to keep going to the edges." They have to mm. knuckle down, and someone in the middle says, "No, no, no, we ain't going there yet. We're going to do the damage in the middle first. So those those forward stats show you just how how you know easy it was for them. And uh, the good thing about the Sharks too is that they're not a particularly good defensive team. That they, they leak a lot of points, like they score a lot of points, but they actually leak a lot of points as well. So um, I think it'll probably be high scoring on Sunday. Just talking about the Bulldogs as well, uh, Izzy, you'll you'll know that uh, Kempe was vehemently denying that the Bulldogs had any chance against the Rabbitohs, despite the <laughs> comments that it. I made, Kempe, saying it. that they could do it. You said, mate. No chance. No, he was going to clip me around the ear. He thought <laughs> I was that crazy. Thought. 
But, uh, That's what I thought when one, this pundit one was from telling five me that's not one. bad for you. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, one from five. Sure. Hey, boys, just quickly before we do get to a break. Um, <coughs> excuse me, news coming out as well um, from the Telegraph over in Australia about Wayne Bennett pushing for Origin to be in New Zealand. Yep. I know it's a conversation we've had all the time, Kempi, but uh, he's urging the NRL to take State of Origin to New Zealand, uh, calling for Eden Park to host the uh, showpiece event. Uh, event. Uh, it's locked until 2026 at the moment with uh, the current um, arrangement, but after that, uh, the NRL could be looking at... Come on! Over to Aotearoa. How good. Come on, Kempi. Come on. What do you reckon? I'll have, Chances? To ask, I'll have to ask you for tickets for that one, Izzy, because you've got corporate all over you <laughs> at Eden Park. <laughs> oh, Nick Saunter will might have to come to the party. Oh, that was a good chat with Andrew Webster. Yeah, plenty to be impressed about. And there was a message through here on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Gents have not watched any Warriors games this season, but watched the game on the weekend. Thing on Things I noticed was the big boys wearing number 10 to 13. Hit the ball up within 10 every time. There are not any soft hit-ups, which has been very frustrating with the Warriors of the past. What are your thoughts? Well, Sammy just gave us some stats, and Kempi just gave us his thoughts. The middle is absolutely dominating this season, which allows our edge attack to get the rewards, Montoya and Dallin Watanese-Elesniak, when they're on the score sheet, you know the middle are doing their job. We'll shoot off. We'll come back shortly. You're listening to Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.